This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. What's good, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away, give or take a minute or two. About something that really cool happened to us over the weekend that we found out today. And it's all because of you. We'll talk about that coming up in about ten minutes. And many people are wondering what kind of conversation is going to be at this time next Monday. We'll find out the winner of Super Bowl 58 when you got the San Francisco 49ers and their quarterback, Purdy, Brock Purdy on one side, and the Kansas City Chiefs trying to make it three championships in four Super Bowl appearances for Patrick Mahomes. And if they win, I'll say this real quick, Harry. If they win, meaning Kansas City, we're going to have to look at this playoff run as one of the great playoff runs in NFL history because all the teams they would have beaten from Miami to Buffalo to Baltimore, and if they beat San Francisco, all won at least 11 games in the regular season. If they're able to pull that off, especially with everything they had put themselves through or had been involved in, we're going to have to look at that as one of the great runs in NFL playoff history. Yeah, I also think the ability to do uh, or win three of the games on the road, and that's including the Super Bowl, oh, yeah. right, Good with point. it being in Las Vegas. So, yeah. you know, wow. if Patrick Good Mahomes point. and company, if they're able to win this Super Bowl, it, it, I think it might be his most meaningful one. N- normally people say the first one. Uh, I tend to, lean, uh, tend to lean, lean towards the one that's the hardest to be able to accomplish. And I think that would be this one right here for Patrick Mahomes. Well, we'll see what happens because there's a guy on the other side that wants to make sure that his story has a bad episode, has a bad chapter in that book when it comes to Purdy and Brock Purdy. I don't know if the narrative is going to change around him, especially if they win. There are going to be plenty of people that are not going to give him the prerequisite credit and flowers that he really deserves, in my opinion, when it comes to Brock Purdy. But I can't wait to see exactly what that's going to sound like, Harry. If they're able to pull this off, win a Super Bowl, we the first time San Francisco's won one since 1995, and you beat that dude on the other side, known as Patrick Mahomes, right now the gold standard for quarterbacks and players in the National Football League of Kansas City. I think that's the most eye-opening part for me, is that who you're going against if you're Brock Purdy. Right in the San Francisco 49ers, you're going against Patrick Mahomes, a guy that has been to four Super Bowls in the last six years, six straight AFC championship appearances. And when you win a Super Bowl, Freddie, whether you're the number one guy on the roster or the 53rd guy on the roster, your life changed drastically because the way people address you changes. Right, that's Super Bowl winning quarterback Brock Purdy, no Mm -hmm. longer Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. Right, so I also think it, it. it will leave people a little bit more hesitant to say certain things or say craziness about Brock Purdy. You think because so? I, I think so. Okay. Not all. Not all. Okay. But at the same time, like, let Brock Purdy, and I think context matters in this whole ordeal as well, right? Sure. Let Brock Purdy go out there and throw for about 250 and have two or three touchdowns, no turnovers. Sure. You know, a key third down here and there. He's improvising. Uh, you know, being vanilla Vic again for the second time <laughs> in a row. If he's going out there doing things like that, 
it, it should put a lot, a lot of hesitancy in a lot of people's mind to say bad things about Brock Purdy or, you know, hold them off a little bit, in my opinion, from saying, hey, yes, yeah, all about the guys that are around him. But, but, but it's funny to me, like, why pe- people say that, and we always talk about how valuable the quarterback position is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially when what he's been able to do, coming back from that shoulder injury, because many people wondered, Man, oh, man, what is that going to look like? And Kyle Shanahan even told Peter King from MMQB, the great NFL Hall of Fame writer, that, yeah, they did seriously consider going after Tom Brady because they didn't know exactly what his recovery and his rebound from that soldier injury, that shoulder injury, excuse me, that he suffered in the NFC Championship game against Philadelphia last year, how he was going to recover from that. And then he was well ahead of schedule, so they had to put that on the back burner regarding going after Tom Brady and seriously, seriously trying to convince him that we need you in camp in case he's not ready and he's not back for the beginning of the regular season. A lot of people look at Brock Purdy. I said this last week, and I'll say it again. If he didn't look like he teaches Bible study in Sunday school at church, he'd probably get a little bit more love from people. He does not look like a quarter where you say, man, that, that's the guy I want to get off the bus. That's the guy I want to get off the plane. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to let him off last. Absolutely. Brock Purdy gets <laughs> off the plane. So I didn't realize the social media director was on the football team. That's what he looks like for the San Francisco 49ers. He doesn't look like a guy that you, you don't see John Elway. You don't see Patrick Mahomes. You don't see Brett Favre. You don't see Lamar Jackson. You don't see those kind of guys. that they get off the plane and say, oh, that's what we got to do for 60 minutes. Brock Purdy gets off the plane and like, okay, my bags are right over there. So he, he pays that price, in my opinion, because he doesn't look the part. Never mind the fact, Harry Douglas, he's gone above and beyond the part with getting San Francisco to this point. Yeah, Chris McCaffrey is their best offensive player. Debo Samuel is number two. There's no doubt in our minds about that. George Kittle, number three, if you want to put him in any kind of order. Yeah, Brock Purdy is not that best player, but there's no way they're here if he doesn't overcome not only the naysayers, but even the adversity that San Francisco dealt with in the middle of the season and the first two playoff games versus Green Bay and versus Detroit after that first half. Freddie, I'll take it a step further. It's hard for me to envision the San Francisco 49ers winning this football game without Brock Purdy doing his thing. Absolutely. It, it really is because when you look on the uh, opposing side at Steve Spagnuolo and the way he's able to uh, decipher things, the way he's able to make a quarterback think one thing and then bring a blitz from a, another area, yeah. all that combined with how the Kansas City Chiefs have played defensively this season, if Brock Purdy's not on his P's and Q's, I don't see the San Francisco 49ers winning this game. So if they win this game, uh, I, I, in my opinion, a large uh, amount of this story mm-hmm. is going to be towards Brock Purdy and what he was able to do against his defense. In my, it just That's just how I'm thinking. One of the things about that when it comes to this and when you got so many different kind of storylines going into this game, what can the Kansas City Chiefs do? Can they keep adding on their march to history? when it comes not just to their quarterback, not just their organization, but even their head coach. Another Super Bowl win, and we're going to change that conversation by Andy Reid because for the longest time, he was the best coach that never won a Super Bowl. If they're able to win three in six years, where they made the AFC Championship game all six years, and they're able to go on the road and do it this way because the only time they're in Kansas City was when they got the plane to go home. Each and every game they played has been outside of Kansas City after playing Miami. After that, they had to play on the road. If they're able to do that and win those games, then all of a sudden we add another notch to his belt when it comes to Andy Reid. If you're San Francisco, can you finally break through? They haven't won a Super Bowl since 1995. It's not just about Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy. This is a franchise that has become a golden franchise in the NFL. But if you're not able to finally win another big game, then how much do you have left to find a way to do that if you're the San Francisco 49ers and not just Brock Purdy?
Well, I will say this about San Fran overall as a team, too. When you look at their defense, their defense has to be better defending the perimeter. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and what do I mean by that, Freddie? When you look at the NFC Championship game and on the first drive, uh, Jamison Williams takes a reverse for a touchdown, right? Yeah, on the Getting first back drive, to the yeah. right side, uh, mm-hmm. to the perimeter of the defense. And then when you look at the Green Bay Packers and how they had a lot of success on a tall sweep, mm-hmm. whether it was to the left or to the right, Versus San Francisco's defense. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't just the Green Bay Packers or the Detroit Lions that figured that out in 2022. It was also Andy Reid in 2022 that figured that out Mm -hmm. when he played against the San Francisco 49ers. They scored three touchdowns, two to Miko Hartman on speed and jet sweeps to the outside of the defense, and also Clyde Edwards-Hilaire scored a run, run, rushing the football to the perimeter of the defense as well. So that's three touchdowns from last year's game, and I posted it on my social media. So Mm -hmm. if y'all want to see those plays, at hdouglas83 on Instagram or x slash Twitter, and y'all will be able to see those plays. But Andy Reid understood that a year ago. Mm-hmm. when a lot of people are, are trying to do it in 2023. So Andy Reid is always ahead of the curve as well. Advice to the San Francisco defense. Don't do what Harry Douglas just told everybody what can happen and will happen. You can't defend it because you got away with it when Brock Purdy bailed you out and then bad play called by Detroit bailed you out in the second half. Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes are not bailing you out. You can't handle that. You are going to be handled whether you like it or not, which means that could be another year you don't win a Super Bowl as an organization. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. How do you do that? By visiting ProgressiveCommercial.com. From the top stories in sports. This is a huge story. To the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is 3 Up, 3 Down. Each and every Monday, we let you know on the weekend who has a chance to be sung. And who got stung? You know it better as three up, three down. We give you the positive and the negative of what happened this weekend. And we flip-flop each and every week. I get the positive. Harry gets the negative this week, which means that we're up to... Number one. It's Caitlin Clark. That's it. That's the tweet. (laughs) The Iowa basketball (laughs) player continues to do it and do her thing. She's only 66 points away from becoming the leading scorer in the history of the NCAA. And it's not so much of her production on the court because that's fantastic. The crowd reaction to her has been unbelievable. And how she's handled it has been unbelievable as well. When they won the other night against Maryland, a young girl who had a Caitlin Clark jersey on just wanted an autograph or a picture. Caitlin Clark gave her the autograph, the picture, and her sneakers. You can't tell me that that six-year-old young lady watching her heroine play like that is not going to remember that for the rest of her life. And then she's got something for her woman cave, the shoes of Caitlin Clark, that she can point to and say, look what she gave me. It's one thing for what she's been able to do. And now I was the number two team in the country and South Carolina's number one. But doing it that way, with all that smoke and heat around you, she's the top dog. She's Caitlin Clark. That's it. That's the tweet. And also being an inspiration to the next generation, right? Making a difference. So that's a huge part in it, too. Now, Freddie, my number one down is going to go to the Milwaukee Bucks, who happened to lose the last three of the four games that they played. But also, can someone tell me why in the hell is Doc Rivers coaching in the All-Star game if he just joined a team? (laughs) Instead of Doc Rivers going, if you're going to allow someone for the Milwaukee Bucks, can it be an assistant that's been there the entire time? Sure. 
Absolutely. Like, why, why is it Doc Rivers going to the All-Star game to coach? And, and that just makes no sense in my opinion. But in those three of the four losses that they've had um, within the last four games, it was Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray doing their thing against the Milwaukee Bucks. It was Anthony Simons late in that game in which the Bucks couldn't get a defensive stop. Also, the Utah Jazz had seven players score in double figures, Freddie. <laughs> insane to me. That's why they're my number one down this week. Even Doc Rivers, Bucks head coach, the quote the great L.O. Cool J, he thinks it's so ridiculous that he's going to be coaching the All-Star game. So how does it feel to earn the honor of coaching the Eastern Conference All-Stars? <laughs> that is ridiculously bad. No, it, it really is. Um, well, he's just going to get some money, that's for sure, and a ring. Um, you know, it's one of these quirky things. I think there should be a rule somehow that Someone else does it <laughs> other than me. Maybe I'll send my staff and I'll go on vacation. <laughs> I'm going to run that by Adam Silver. I think he's, a, he's, you know, Adam's a good man. I think he'll understand. The NBA should do the right thing. We got more than a minute away from the All-Star game. Nominate somebody else. That would be a lot better served because even Doc Rivers does not want to be there coaching the All-Star game for the Eastern Conference. Number two. My number two up. It's one thing to meet Morgan Freeman. Yes, that Morgan Freeman, the actor, the voiceover artist that he is. It's another way to meet him, the way that Janae Broom, Auburn basketball star, met him on Saturday night at Ole Miss. Now, Auburn put it on Ole Miss 91-77. He tried to save a ball from going out of bounds, and he felt someone tug at his jersey. His natural reaction was to slap the person's arm, probably thinking an Ole Miss fan, like, you know, get, get, don't touch me. You don't know me like that now. Then he turned around and realized it was Morgan Freeman. Read from Shawshank Redemption himself. <laughs> and so, and then he turned around. He said, oh, my goodness. And then he quickly apologized. And even after the game, he talked about that he ran back over there and apologized to Morgan Freeman with this quote. I thought it was an Ole Miss fan grabbing my jersey, holding on to me. I kind of got his hand off. I saw who it was, and I'm a big movie guy. I probably watched one of his movies on the plane coming here. I realized it was him, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm a big fan. I'm sorry. He said, just keep playing. End quote. <laughs> it was such a cool encounter, though, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. But shout out to Morgan Freeman, though, also supporting college basketball and college hoops, man. I didn't realize he's a season ticket holder for Ole Miss basketball. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I didn't find that out until after that whole story broke that normally, not just men's basketball, he shows up for Yolette McClain's team in women's basketball. So, oh, that's dope. And that's where he lives. He lives not too far away from the Ole Miss campus. So, Janae Broom got a lot closer to Morgan Freeman than any of us will ever get, and it almost turned badly for Janae Broom when it came to that. All right, number two down for me, Freddie, it's going to be Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. What looked like so promising this season for them, um, I won't say it's going down in the dumps, but it has t- taken a major hit. Yes, Joel Embiid towards meniscus, he's going to have to have surgery. He's going to be out, what, about two months? I think that might be the least. It's too much, but he's also a bigger body guy, so it may take him a little bit longer, has an injury history as well. But just when things were going so well for the Philadelphia 76ers and looking so promising, boom, they get hit with this. So that's why they're my number two down this week. And we'll talk more about that when it comes to the 76ers year. And is it over with Joel Embiid's season? More than likely over. We'll do that in 15 minutes here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We give you the best and worst of the week and our three up, three down. My three up, we had 
Janai Broom with that encounter Morgan Freeman, and he had a chance to meet as a big fan, although Morgan Freeman grabbed and he didn't know who it was. And also Caitlin Clark of Iowa, 66 points away from being the all-time leading scorer in the history of women's basketball. Harry's three down. Well, Doc Rivers being named to the All-Star game as the All-Star game coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. He's only been there four games. And Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers could have avoided that injury, decided to play through an injury, and got even more injured, and he lost five out of the last six games. That brings us to number three. Now, we've been very blessed to be together as a group when it comes to Harry Douglas, yours truly, Freddie Coleman, our dudes who keep us in line and keep us from being fired each and every day, Shannon Penn and Devin Kane. But it's also cool to get the respect of your peers. Now, Jason Barrett is a friend of ours. He does a great job running Barrett Sports Media. They consult a lot of radio shows and radio stations around the country. Each and every year, they have their best of their top 20 when it comes to mid-market radio stations, mid-market personalities, and also when it comes to us doing national radio shows. We've only been on the air together since September 5th. And according to executives in our industry, they raised the 12th best radio show, national radio show, out of the 97 that were in consideration to be selected. So we thank you listeners Woo! out there. We thank it, it can be us, but it's all about you guys giving us that support, taking a chance out of your day and time out of your day to give us a chance to be heard by you guys. So we get a chance to do that with blessed love what we do and do what we love, but it would not be worth it without the great support we get from everybody, each and every one of you out there to give us a time each and every day. So we thank you and salute to you. Hey, I have no problem saying this, Freddie, because I'm confident you're confident. We're coming for the number one spot. We're thankful. Yeah, but we ain't settling. Nope. Our belly, not at all. Our belly full, but we still hungry. We coming for the number one <laughs> spot. Best to believe that. Absolutely. Now, my, my number three down, I'm going to go with Stanford, the Stanford Cardinal women's basketball team. Now, they okay. gave up 67 points right. to the USC Trojans. But 51 of those 67 points came from Juju Watkins, who I love oh, she's so good, as a basketball man. player. Only a freshman. She is so oh, good. You talk about cool, calm, collected, poised, made for the moment, broke Sheriff Miller's uh, record in, in, in points in a, in a single game. But what kind of defense are you running if you're the Stanford Cardinal? At what point do you say, you know what, we can't allow this one human being to beat us by herself? At some point, we got to alter everything that we have from mm-hmm. a defensive philosophy right. and try something different from letting Juju score 51 points in a game. <laughs> Didn't happen. No, not at all. 51 it was. <laughs> Shout out to Juju. And Tara Vanderbilt has forgotten more about basketball than we'll know, the Hall of Fame coach from Stanford. But even she was at a loss because they tried everything. Box on one, two people on her, tying her shoes, Pulling her hair, nothing worked. <laughs> she scored 51. And it's been so cool seeing this continued, continued renaissance when it comes to women's college basketball. We mentioned Caitlin Clark of Iowa. We can't forget about the Bayou Barbie when it comes to Angel Reese down at LSU. South Carolina lost everybody last year. They're undefeated, and they're number one in the country. Don Steele continues to be that icon in sports ahead basketball coach. Basketball coach. You got Juju Watkins at USC. And keep an eye on this young lady, Hannah Hidalgo in Notre Dame. She is no joke as a freshman. She's already broken the single-scoring record for freshman, and she still has a month of basketball to play. But Juju Watkins, this continued renaissance in women's college basketball, it's good for the soul, it's good for the show, and damn it, it's good for the country. Oh, Freddie, Freddie, guess what? Okay. I have a bonus. All right. Number four. I have a bonus. All right. My number four down is for the NBA. Can somebody tell me why is the NBA trade trade deadline – the same week as Super Bowl. What sense does that question. make? 
I would think if you're the NBA, you would want all the attention to be on you. Mm-hmm. All the yeah. attention's not going to be on you with the Super Bowl happening this week. Not at all. So, future references, it's okay to move it after Super Bowl. Or it's okay to move it during the week where, you yeah. know, there's only thing going on is Pro Bowl. I agree. I hear you. Well, it's a part of the NFL, no matter what. I mean, Thursday's Pro Bowl games drew an average audience of 1.14 million, up 8% from last year. <laughs> wow. With no football. Guys just running around, having recess. <laughs> it grew 40% year over year between the ages of 12 and 17 and 34% in the group of 18 to 34. Recess with NFL players. The NFL is king forever, period. Okay, so I think it's safe to say move the NBA trade trade deadline after Super Bowl. Absolutely. (laughs) Seriously, it doesn't make any sense. The Thursday, literally three days before the Super Bowl, and you got the NBA trading deadline. Unless LeBron gets traded to the Knicks, that's going to be meh. It's going to be mid. But the NFL does does nothing meh, and the NFL does nothing mid. Period. <laughs> Even not having football in the Pro Bowl and the outdrawing stuff on TV. Good Lord. What did you do without football this weekend? Did you have recess? Whatever you did. We want to hear from you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can join that conversation on the Freddie and Harry call line. What did you do this weekend, this past week, without any NFL football? Recess on Thursday and flag football on Sunday does not count. 888-729-3776. And Joel and B could be out the rest of the year for the 76ers. Does that mean that we can write off the 76ers for the rest of this year? We'll do that after Harry brings us in with Vivid Seats. Secure the seats and the memories this year from Vivid Seats, your home for every slam dunk, slap shot, and base steal. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase. From buzzer beaters to walk-off home runs, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu.
It's the Reggae Monday edition of Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas, presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius X and Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So, Joel and B could be done the rest of the year for the Philadelphia 76ers. Should we start to say the same thing about their basketball team when it comes to being a championship team in 2024? Harry and I are going to speak on that in about three or four minutes, give or take a second or two. But play if you want to weigh in, and we're going to let you. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Harry always has a smile, but his smile is so wide right now because we know that you are going to deliver. No football this past weekend. Six days away from the Super Bowl, but yesterday and Saturday, no football at all. So what did you do without football this weekend? Jonathan in New Jersey, what was it like? It was good. How about you guys? How are you doing? We're good. Absolutely. Thanks for asking, by the way. Of course. Well, I took my girl to a nice early day Valentine's to see um, the Broadway play of Aladdin. And after that, I took her to dinner in Carmine's. After that, all of a sudden, then we went to my house. We saw a bunch of movies, relaxed, got some dessert, and had a slow weekend. Now, Jonathan, let me ask you this. So you said early Valentine's Day. Does that mean you're off the hook for Valentine's Day, or you still have to deliver on Valentine's Day? Good question. I'm still going to deliver. I'm going to get her some chocolate, some flowers, even though she advised me not to do it. Okay. Well, I feel that's a setup, to be honest. D- does she that. Does she like chocolate, though? Oh, she loves chocolate. She- <laughs> you just can't leave it alone, can you, Harry Douglas? You just can't leave it alone, can you? Guy had a great weekend with his girl. He's going to make sure it's a great Valentine's, and you just can't stop being you. <laughs> Freddie, listen, the reason, <laughs> the, the, the reason why I asked that question, though, is uh-huh. because so my wife doesn't like flowers. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, so okay. for me to get her flowers for Valentine's Day. Right. Now, I was still, if I'm, I always get my daughter something, mm-hmm. so I definitely got to get my wife something. Absolutely. Yeah. So if I get my daughter yeah. flowers, I'm going to get my wife flowers anyway, yeah. even just, to, it, cover, just right. to cover my ass. Smart, right? because she can say that, but don't show up with the flowers and see what Ex- happens. Exactly, but she she genuinely doesn't like flowers, yeah. but if I get my daughter flowers uh-huh. and stuff, I'm yeah. going to get her some as well, yeah. regardless. Yeah. That's, that's the only yeah. reason why I asked them that. Yeah, that's a good question, number one. Good cover, number two. And my wife loves flowers, Denise. I bring her flowers or buy flowers. It doesn't have to be for anything. Just just because, yeah, automatically. Because she's she loves, we have got plants around our house and everything like that. She definitely has a green thumb. But you bring flowers to the mix and put that on our kitchen table, our dinner table, yeah, that's always good. That, Man, that we got to have, when Valentine's Day, we got to have a nice little special thing for Valentine's on, a, on the show. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Valentine, we're moving. We used to our groove with our music on Wednesday. Oh, we're moving that. We're going to move Love Friday to Love yeah. Wednesday for Valentine's Day. Because that's, that's, that's eight, that's uh, nine days from now. So, yeah, we're doing Love Friday and Love Wednesday when it comes to well, Valentine's I want, Day. I want to help as many people out as possible. I'm sure you do. You need an energy booster? Mm-hmm. We got you. I know. Sad to say. Glenn in Alaska with no football this weekend, my brother. What did you do to try to buy that time? Oh, it's a classic Alaska weekend. Uh, starting uh, Saturday, I went and watched the Yukon Quest International uh, Sled Dog Race from Fairbanks to White Horse. It's okay. the tougher of the two, that me, I did a rod. Right. And then I did some uh, high school play-by-play basketball that night on our ESPN affiliate here. Nice. And uh, and then Sunday, I was so jammed and excited to watch the final round of Pebble Beach, only to see Southern Cal and Northern Cal just get washed off the map for the day. <laughs> yeah. So I was extremely bummed. But I'll tell you this. Uh-huh. I know we ain't supposed to mention the Pro Bowl, and that doesn't include, but 
it kind of sucked me back in. I said, well, I might as well watch this. I was into it from beginning to end. It came down to the wire. They did all these cool sports. I thought it was cool, although being a player and coach, I would have preferred to put in some ultimate Frisbee in there, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Glenn, with so, all that yes, snow right going there, on, all that snow going on, how have you guys been handling that? Because I've seen in parts of Alaska, that state's already got over 100 inches of snow, and we still got February and March to go. Well, you got to remember the state of Alaska is about the size of the United States. True. That's all happening well south. We just got done with a cold spell where it got 40 below zero. I ain't talking wind chill. That's pretty wow. rare. But it, it's nice today. It's sunny and beautiful. That went by. And we got a couple feet. It's good skiing right now. The northern lights are just popping at night. Mm. We sit by the fire. Uh, we watch some sports, mix up some chili. I go out and I ski and I snowboard, and we take advantage. You've got to have that Nordic blood when you live up here, and I need my four seasons. And and uh, being able to do that and then do play-by-play and, and yeah. just get through the winter, man, it's, 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 beautiful. it's a beautiful thing. Glenn, what part of Alaska do you live in? How far are you from Sitka, Alaska? Oh, God, that's like 1,500 miles. Wow. I'm way up north. I'm in Fairbanks, the Golden Heart City, and we're the farthest north ESPN affiliate in the world. So wow. we, it's fun to be able to do some of these uh, uh, sports on your uh, on your on your station. It's pretty cool. Well, Glenn in Alaska, number one, thank you for that. Number two, he encapsulized. People don't realize how massive Alaska is. You know how long California is. How big Texas is. Now, t- tell us how long and big it is, Freddie. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to tell you how massive Alaska is. And pe- well, tell us how massive it is, Freddie. It's the biggest state in the union. People, people don't realize that when it comes to Alaska. He literally told you where you were hanging out in Sitka, Alaska, that he is 1,500 miles. miles. That's going from New York to Phoenix. That's, that's insane. <laughs> that's how big Alaska is. 1,500. Wow. That, that is literally driving from New York City to Phoenix, Arizona. That's how far away he was in the same state. That's, that's insane. That's completely insane. We really appreciate that call. And that came with the great work with the ESPN and Phillip in Fairbanks, Alaska. We definitely appreciate that. One more from Big Murph in Virginia. Big Murph, thanks for calling us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. We want to know, no football this past weekend. What did you do to pass the time, Big Murph? Yeah, man, I got to go watch my son get some buckies, man. He played for the YMCA, nine years old. He was out there doing his thing. He got four points, two assists, a couple rebounds, got about six steals, man. Six steals. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, Big Merv. It's it's nothing better than the little man balling on the weekend. You Mm -hmm. get to watch that and cherish it as a father. Yeah. I'm all for that, man. I'm all for it. Real come ask the whole staff this. What was the best moment you had when your parents watched you play a sport? Harry, I'll start with you. Ooh, um, Orange Bowl okay. at University of Louisville. Okay, uh, uh, first BCS bowl game in Louisville history, and just being able to be up there on the orange on the stage with the oranges. Wow! Uh, and my parents being there with me to enjoy it as well. My sister was actually pregnant with my nephew, oh, Caleb. Wow. Uh-huh. So just you know, it was just a wonderful time in my life. Shannon Penn, what was the best moment for you athletically, in which your parents had a chance to see you play? Whatever it was, what was the best moment for you, Shannon? Uh, let's see. When I was when I was about ten, eleven, playing in the uh, Bombers Little League in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Played for the Primetime Rebels. Right. And I cursed out my coach because I wasn't getting playing time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you was a bench warmer. 
Wow. I was. I was. And I yeah, was. Yeah, you, 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 yes, you were. Well, it's a reason, though. It's a reason. Let me explain. Let explain, me explain the reason. I want to hear this. We, now. we definitely want to hear. Definitely want the reason. So I excelled at the lower level, whatever, and they had like a, a makeshift draft where you can get drafted mm-hmm. to the next level. Okay. I was eligible to play in the lower level one more year, but I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm like uh-huh, that. I'm right. him. I'm Himothy. Uh-huh. I'm gonna move up to the next level, <laughs> play with the older kids who are three, four years older than me. Uh-huh. Got oh, no burn, wow. and I was po. I bet you were. Know your place. That's what I told you. Know your role. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> he, he knew his role in force with the mouth. Those the coach know. I ain't, ain't standing for this nonsense, sitting for this nonsense anymore by being on the bench. Devin Kane, best moment that you had a chance to play in front of your parents, my friend. Um, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably advancing to the state championship in, in high school. Okay, basketball. Mm-hmm. We we didn't win it, but where'd you play it at? Uh, it was in Glens Falls, New York. Yeah, yeah. I've been there a couple yeah. of times, playing in a couple of games up there. Yeah, best one for me playing Pop Warner football, and they played at night. It was like the first time I had a chance to play football at night. For those who know about Pop Warner football, there's an age and also a weight limit. So I'm a junior in high school. My high school football team, my high school didn't have a football team. So that's how I played football in high school, playing for Pop Warner. And having my mom and dad have a chance to see me play at night, and a couple of my relatives came over and had like three sacks in that game. In that game. Every time my dad did, I'm sacked by Freddie Coleman. That My dad can see, still see my dad and my mom smiling to this day. My mom hated football. She hated seeing me play football. So I told mom, it's better that I'm the hitter and not the hitty in these terms of these situations <laughs> when it comes to that. So that, that's always a memory that I always have burned in my mind. We played in Brooklyn by Reese Park. Like it feels right by the water and everything like that. It was like a really cool time for me to have my mom and dad there to hang that's out with dope, us. Man. That was pretty good. Not too bad. Although, another beat Shannon's story. Mom and dad are seeing there, seeing their ten year old son just lighting up somebody's ears with a profanity. Uh huh. Well, you, <laughs> I was like I'm a, that. Look, I, I'm gonna whip like your that. ass when you get home, Shannon. I was you like didn't that. cuss that coach out, boy. I didn't talk to you better than that. Oh, yeah, my mom was. Uh, I bet she, she was, was hot. embarrassed. She was oh. upset. I bet she was hot. But come on, think about it though. Think about it. I was like the second overall pick in the draft. Like uh-huh. I'm, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm yeah. going up here. Like you guys uh-huh. didn't win the championship last year. And uh-huh. There's a reason why you had the second overall pick, right? <laughs> so I should be getting some burn. Like we, we in the rebuilding stage, I should be playing. So you went from Timothy to Curse Anthony. Yeah, man, I was. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, what, was this high school level? What was this? No, nah, I was like eleven. I was like 10, 11 years Who's old. having Who's having drafts for eleven exactly. years? Oh, what, oh, we what, had drafts. We had postseason wars. The whole really? What kind of gambling? Yeah, was, what kind of gambling anonymous are these people look, in it now? The, it was the Bomber League at H. Von King Park in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, like, oh yeah. yeah. Could you trade for picks and stuff, or like how? how I don't, don't want to get into all of that. All I'm saying is, I was like yes. the number two pick in the draft or whatever. And I should have been getting some burn. No, we, we, I got to keep it real too. with you. I got to keep it real with you, Shannon. Uh-huh. You weren't that good, man. That's what the coach them trying to tell you. You just wow. weren't that good. Hold on. Now, I, look, I had, a, I had a write-up. There was a local paper called The City Sun. The City Sun. And oh, yeah. I, they, had, they did a write-up on the league. They had a picture of me front and center. Nice. Like, I'm that dude. I'm like that. Uh-huh. I should be here. Yeah, and you went from getting burned to getting burnt. <laughs> I mean, we won the championship, so I got to, you know, got to. No, they won the championship. No, they won the championship. You were just there. Clipboard, Shannon. They won the championship. You were the satellite around the sun. <laughs> Mr. Clipboard himself. Wow. You, you're worse than Jay-Z last at the Grammys. And you're not even nervous to tell Look, the shout truth. Out, shout out to Jay-Z because Jay-Z played in the league too when he was a kid. Yeah, he actually yeah. he mentioned the Bomber League and the song Never Changed on a Blueprint album. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, so. we're glad he, he yeah. changed careers. <laughs> You look, look at the way he threw. He wasn't getting any burn either. No, yeah, well, we saw him throw a baseball. Yeah, that did not look good when it comes to Jay-Z. Keep weighing in at 888 espn 888-729-3776. No football this past week, and so what exactly did you do? 888-729-3776. And what are the 76ers to do 
with Joel Embiid out for the rest of the season when it comes to the championship hopes. With Harry Douglas, always the player. I'm Freddie Coleman, somewhat of a player. Welcome to the player show known as Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is Reggae Monday, known as Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together, presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. And this whole thing could have been avoided. The thing I'm talking about, the thing we're about to talk about, Joel Embiid getting injured after dealing with an injury. According to reports led by Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider, he may be out for the entire rest of the year because he tried to play through already being injured when they played Golden State last week. The Lakers, like a lot of other teams, Philadelphia expects that they'll have a better idea on what the recovery timeline is going to be after the procedure. This is a player who's had multiple uh, knee surgeries with his size, seven foot one, 280 pounds. It's not simple to just lay out a timeline, but in talking to people around uh, this situation, the door is not closed in the minds of the people in Philadelphia on a return this season for Joel Embiid, but they will know more uh, after this procedure that is expected here in the coming days. They may not be closing the door on his return, but they can close the door on winning a championship when it comes to that. Because, and Harry, you made this great point before we started today. It's one thing to have an injury, but when he's been that kind of injury prone, injury prone, excuse me, and a big body guy that yep. Joel Embiid is, to have him come back for that and then have to ratchet that up for high octane playoff intensity basketball, you may not write him off for the rest of the season or at any given point the rest of this year, but I'm writing them off as championship contenders. They ain't doing that in Philadelphia with or without him. And coming into this season, if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, especially before Joel Embiid got hurt, you said to yourself, okay, the way the Boston Celtics jack up shots in which, you know, Freddie, the last two years that have really bothered me because their bad shot selection leads to easy baskets for their opposing team. Mm-hmm. The way the Milwaukee Bucks can't play defense, you'd think if you're the 76ers, this is our chance. This is our opportunity. The door is open. Right. Right? But then Joel Embiid goes down. So guess what that guess what happens now? In my opinion, it open up, opens up the door for a team in the Cleveland Cavaliers to me. Sure. Who are 13-1 and one in their last 14 games. Mm-hmm. But for Joel Embiid to be 7 foot, 270 pounds, man, that's a lot of pounding. Playoff basketball is a different type of season. The, everything is ramped up when it comes to playoff basketball. And for Joel Embiid, even if he's not 100%, will he make a difference? Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to be the Joel Embiid that we are accustomed to seeing when he's fully healthy. Yeah, and A.J. Taylor said it best. Hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at H. Douglas 83. How can the 76ers transition from this era? They had high expectations, but it never amounted to anything. The best run they had was to the second round. And A.J., not just once, more than a couple of times when it came to Philadelphia. The clock can run out really, really quick when it comes to being a championship team if you're not careful. That's not just an NBA thing. That's an NFL thing. That's a baseball thing. That's a pro sports thing. I guarantee you right now, there are plenty of people in Buffalo going, I hope our championship window is not closed because we've gotten close a couple of times but have not been able to get to a Super Bowl. Philadelphia has never advanced past the second round. And Lord knows they've had more than enough opportunities. They had a series lead versus the Atlanta Hawks of two games to one. Couldn't put away that series in 2021. Had a three games to two series lead versus Boston and about to go play game six at home to close them out. Couldn't close that deal when it came to Philadelphia 76ers. Championship windows 
in second-to-second sports each and every year can close really, really quickly if you're not careful, especially dealing with another obstacle to Joel Embiid in Philadelphia trying to make sure that doesn't happen again. And let's talk about the city of Philadelphia. From the Phillies not being able to get it done, Mm -hmm. the Eagles not able to get it done, Mm -hmm. the Sixers and their continued issues with their basketball organization – Man, it's been heartbreaking the city of Philadelphia of late. It really has, Freddie. And there's certain cities and fan bases that take things hard. Then there's Philadelphia. Yep. It, it's a whole different circumstance when it comes to that. When they win, man, it's like Mardi Gras. When they lose, it's like a mob funeral when That's it right. comes to Philadelphia because they take that hard, win or lose. And especially, you're right, Harry, being on the pinnacle, on the cusp of what could have been special seasons and two of them went by the wayside, and think it made this year for Philadelphia in the 76ers, and all of a sudden, another <laughs> when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers still being championship-less like, have been, like they have been since 1983. Speaking of Philadelphia, someone who played in that city and clearly understands what that sports fan base is all about will tell you exactly why two NFL coaches owe a big thanks to him. That's next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.